Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome back to USTA Florida's Here to Serve podcast. My name is Laura Bowen, and I'm the executive director at USTA Florida. And we have a new topic for this week's podcast and two superstars joining us to talk more about it. Our topic today is USTA Florida's annual meeting, what it is and why we do it. Um, and I have two experts here joining me to share their insights. First up, I have Dana Andrews. Dana is USTA Florida's current president. Thank you, Dana, for joining us for the podcast. Thanks for having me, Laura. Always a pleasure to have you. And joining Dana today is Phil Girardi. And Phil is USTA Florida's president-elect. Not much longer, but for today, he's <laughs> our president-elect. And again, he's been on the podcast before, and it's such a pleasure to have you with us again, Phil. All right. Thank you. I love being here. Thank you. Awesome. Well, we'll, we'll do many more, so don't you worry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so let's just dive right in. I really thought it would be helpful to do this podcast because a lot of people who maybe are unfamiliar with the organization don't know what our annual meeting is or even why we do it. So it's been a few years since we actually had our annual meeting and tennis celebration in person. We've been doing it virtually for a couple of years now. So I'd like to start by seeing if you would be willing to share what you are most looking forward to in terms of having all of our volunteer leaders together again. So Dana, do you want to start? And then we'll hop over to Phil. I will. I would love to start. Um, actually, the the annual meeting when I was sworn in was virtual. The meeting last year was virtual. And so, yes, I am one of those volunteers who's really looking forward <laughs> to it. And uh, we have put a lot of thought into this one, and I'm really excited because kind of our theme is celebrate, inspire, and lead. And I'm hoping that everyone gets that energy. And and so truly, all of us being together, I mean, one of the last questions at the annual meeting last year was, when are we all going to be back together again? <laughs> so uh, I have fulfilled that. We are all going to be back together again. So I can't wait to see everybody. And again, I'm really excited about the theme to celebrate, inspire, and lead. Excellent. In fact, I think you carry the distinction of being maybe the only USTA Florida president to do a virtual annual meeting, and you did it twice. Yeah. So <laughs> good job on that. Thank you. Thank you. Phil, what are you most looking forward to in terms of having our volunteer leaders together again? Well, following up with what Dana said, um, yeah, we are a volunteer-led organization. Um, I'm so excited to get everybody back together alive again. Uh, we are going to have all of our committees there. We'll have past presidents join us, and it's going to be a great time outside of just one person talking at a time uh, to find out what's been happening across our section. So uh, we're going to have providers there. We have players, you know, all everybody in tennis. So I'm looking forward to that and the actual engagement, you know, with everybody, the uh, that interpersonal talk that never happens. I'm really looking forward to the celebration. As yeah, well. you're you're Mr. Celebrate. So <laughs> we put you in charge of that celebration. <laughs> But it's it's a good time, and like I said, we haven't done been able to do that in a while. And some of the meetings we have had since have been fantastic. So I'm really looking as far as getting everybody excited about what's coming up in the future. 
Well, that was a perfect segue, Phil. I, I want to talk a little bit about um, what the meeting is and why we do it. So for those who maybe aren't familiar with the annual meeting, maybe Dana, can you explain a little bit about it and why we do this thing every year? Well, the reason we do the why is we are a membership organization and it is in our bylaws section four. I looked it up again before we started today and it says we shall have an annual meeting. And so part of that is for the delegates, for instance, which you can also find out about the delegates in section three of the bylaws. You can tell I'm the attorney on the call um, that. Uh, say, for instance, there's a proposed change in the bylaws that that would be something that the members would vote on. And so this is the opportunity to do that. And so, again, a lot of it, the reason being is because we are a membership organization and we do need to get business done. But then, as I said, after we get the business done, then it's celebrate and inspire. So that's what we really hope is going to be the combination of this meeting. But the why is it is in the bylaws. So it's a requirement and we try to make it fun so it doesn't feel like a requirement. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> and Phil, you touched on this a little bit earlier, but you know, can you talk a little bit more about the opportunity that this meeting presents, say, for those that are in volunteer roles, like with the section and how it helps them connect and, you know, maybe help us share ideas and things? Can you talk more about that? Yeah, definitely. Um, everybody, you know, we'll have a lot of the committee members there, a lot of people that have specific things they volunteer for. So, First, it's a great time to get together with all the people that are working on the same thing you are. And again, you know, we've been so much virtual that sometimes great ideas and great thoughts and collaboration starts outside of some of those meetings. So there's right. always that time to be there. So uh, that's that's kind of a key key thing. Then, you know, also when everybody is together at one spot, you get to learn about other parts of the organization too. So you get to hear about everything that's going on. And like I said, and it's also a always a, a bit of the past and the present, you know, intermingling, you know. So, and then it's a great way to look forward to the future, so. I'm glad and you I'm, mentioned the, oh, I'm sorry, Dana. Oh, I ahead. was gonna say, cause to touch on what Phil said, like when you were talking about the mingling in the past and the future, it is an opportunity to kind of look back on the last couple of years and what's worked and was what hasn't, but then also talk about, you know, the strategic priorities going forward um, and getting people's input. But I think you're exactly right, Phil, that oftentimes some great collaboration comes outside of a meeting and then can transfer into uh, a committee. So I think that's a great point. Yeah, and just to piggyback on that same point, I was glad that you brought that up, um, Phil, because we read a lot from a staff perspective that during COVID, your relationships within your groups, whether that's a department or a committee, got a lot stronger because you were seeing them more virtually. But what happened is in a lot of cases, you lost those connections across groups. So between mm -hmm. committees that maybe had, you know, shared shared goals or objectives. And so I love the idea. I've seen it happen with the staff and, I've, and we've seen it with our boards and other things that when you get the groups in a room, 
those connections that may be, uh, you know, outside of your individual group that you haven't had in a while, they, it's like they immediately strengthen and you start mm-hmm. to get these magical ideas. So I, I think you're right on with that, Phil, that what happens when you get all of these groups in a room is a lot of times the best ideas come out of mm-hmm. that. Yes. Awesome. Well, um, similar to that, this this year's meeting actually marks the first time in four years that we're going to be able to recognize some of our outstanding section volunteers and players with our awards program. So my question is, how important is it for us to identify and recognize those individuals in the state who have outstanding accomplishments both on and off the court? So Phil, maybe I'll start with you and then we'll go over to Dana this time. Yes, Um, you know, when you volunteer, it it should be a selfless act. You know, um, we we do it for the love of the game. We do it for others. We do it for the community we serve in. But it is always nice uh, <laughs> to know and especially pick out a few people and, and acknowledge them and let them know we really appreciate what they've done. So um, I don't particularly enjoy that. I've had a couple of awards myself <laughs> and I don't particularly enjoy it. But in the same time, you know, you, you like to know that what you're what you're doing is is seen. So for those individuals that are getting awards this year, you know, uh, it's a great way to say thank you uh, for the effort you've put in. Uh, and by the way, you don't have to get an award for us to thank you. But <laughs> It is one of those that nice way of recognizing the people that have really put in that work and and get you know get the job done. So I love that recognition. Yeah, Dana, what's your perspective on that? I thought about with the annual meeting again being in person that it gives others the opportunity across the state to go up to these people and say thank you. Where during COVID you know, you wouldn't have had that opportunity. I can recall in the last year, I took an individual award to a player. And yeah, the people where she played and all were able to, you know, congratulate her, et cetera. And I took the pictures for them. But again, to be at the annual meeting where they're going to inspire other people to continue to serve in this organization. But I think too, that Say it's someone in Jacksonville who's getting an award. I may not get to see that person on a regular basis, but at the annual meeting, I'm going to be able to thank them in person. So I think that's really important for us as a group, like Phil always refers to it as a family. That's the way that the family can say thank you, thank you. I love that. And I love that you use the word inspire. I mean, that I've heard so many times we've done some surveys Mm -hmm that people have said, gosh, I love seeing these award winners. They actually inspire mm-hmm. me to do more or to get involved or do something else. So um, that's always a great moment uh, for us to recognize. And then, of course, share mm-hmm. those stories after the annual meeting with the whole state so they can yeah. see the incredible volunteers that we have. Awesome. Um, OK, so I talked earlier about this year's meeting also <laughs> marks the transition from one board committee and committee term to another. So we do our transition on the even years. So Dana, my first question is for you. Um, you came into the pre- into the organization as president in 2020, 
right in the midst of the pandemic. <laughs> Could you share some thoughts on maybe what the past couple of years has been like and maybe what you're most looking forward to as we enter a new term? I've given this some thought and uh, especially leading up to the annual meeting. And I think back on one of my first podcasts and the question was, what are you going to do? And the answer was, we're going to stay relevant and how we do that. You know, we're going to come up with a game plan. And I think through the volunteers and the and the staff, through the podcast, I used I loved seeing on Instagram families submitting videos as to how they were playing tennis and we would vote on it, you know, which one we liked the best that week. And so to me, you know, that may sound corny, but I think it did keep us together as a community of tennis players and and kept the organization relevant. And then as we started to open up, you know, then I'm getting information, for instance, Christine Ducey and Jason Gilbert in terms of tournaments and that they had researched and reached out to other sections and came up with a virtual tournament desk. And so we're able to do those. So I would say for me, that was one major thing that I felt like we really did stay relevant. And thinking about um, me as a in the president role, uh, I often share with people, I do believe there's a time for every season. And, you know, I look back at Clark, you know, that amazing math mind and how much, you know, we needed him for the two years that he served as president to really help us in that area. And then, you know, for me, again, I didn't know my time or why, uh, but I did have the opportunity to work with the national organization on a funding agreement. And that really was the majority of 2021 for me while we were still shut down. But then as soon as we opened, um, you know, Phil and Chuck and Marcelo teaming up and putting together, you know, a great group of people to help with the community coaching. We were able to do the all-female co all coach, all-girl camp that I hope will continue on. And so, yeah, looking back on these past two years, I saw definitely 2021 as somewhat separate from 2022, primarily of what COVID did. Mm -hmm. But I was thankful that I was able to help the organization uh, in working with USTA on the funding agreement. And as far as um, moving forward, I did write down some notes to myself about you, Phil. And, you know, we know you're a great, you know, tennis director. We know your love of the game. You are a fabulous coach. But what I want everyone to know out there is your heart for service and your love of this game I am so excited about your term. It is the perfect timing for you. And so that's what I'm really looking forward to is um, seeing your leadership. But the combination of your tennis background and your heart for service, I think we have the exact right person at this time for our leadership. Well, that's a great segue. I mean... <laughs> I'm going to give Phil an opportunity to grab a tissue. And <laughs> um, but on, on that note, I mean, that couldn't be more spot on. I mean, we really 
benefited so tremendously, Dana, from your leadership and your background and your heart for service the last two years. We couldn't have asked for a better leader in that capacity. And now here you are, Phil, coming in as president in what we think is the biggest tennis boom we've ever had, like very different than two years ago. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And now we're in the midst of this massive tennis boom and the world is really different. Like Dana mentioned, we have different tools. Our consumers expect different things from us and we have a lot of them. So when you look ahead to the coming term, what most excites you and how do you feel about stepping in to lead USTA Florida during this time? First, I, I've got a Dana. Yeah, the the tears haven't flowed yet, but they probably will at the meeting. I can't tell people how much Dana's heart and her passion and her drive has gotten us through these COVID years. And uh, you know, personally, I, it, it, I'm glad it wasn't me. <laughs> <So> <laughs> you got to, you got to. You got to handle it and and you did, Uh, you know, somebody had to keep the ball rolling. Everybody was on court. It's not like tennis stopped. It's parts of the world stopped, but players were still on courts. Players started flocking to courts and um, and you really led, you know, everybody through this and led us through a a time with national uh, with the funding that, you know, was very necessary and kind of clean that slate off for the upcoming two years. So um, Dana is not going away. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) I I will do a Dana and say, Dana, you will be working a lot. (laughs) So, but there's a lot of that that's going to come up at the meeting. Um, I'm just, you know, blessed to follow in her footsteps. And then before that, Clark, you know, uh, we have this big group of new players out there. You know, the courts are or bustling and and sometimes you know when the weather's nice you just don't have enough courts and uh, that is part of what we're going to have to work on in the next two years it's it's the lack of of bodies humans as Dana likes to say to go out there not only to help coach and teach but to help organize um leagues are, i have more leagues going right now in in into september uh going right now than i ever have at my facility i've been there t- almost 25 years wow. uh so there's a lot of play going out on out there and there's a lot of play going on in public facilities so getting um that right formula of how do we help public facilities how do we keep, keep our courts how are the courts going to stay maintained in Florida? How we can bring everybody to the table to help out with these new players and keep these new players. I, I don't want this to be the end of the surge of tennis players. You know, I, I'm. we keep talking about, well, how are we gonna keep these players? My thought is, how are we still gonna get more players? Yes. You know, this is such a fantastic sport and I think people are are finding that out again you know, that didn't realize that. And then all of a sudden now you're stuck at home. I have to go outdoors. I can't go into personal. And once they got outdoors and started playing sports, they realized what a great sport we have. So I'm really looking forward uh, to taking those next steps with, you know, with Dana, with Laura, you and the staff and, and the amazing board we've got put together for the next term and committees and 
really just, you know, hit the ground running and how can we serve everybody out there in tennis? And when I say serve everybody in tennis, I mean everybody in tennis, you know, not just one small group that, you know, are in one specific area in the state. How do we help everyone? So I, I, the sky's the limit. Um, you know, my, my thought is, is like Dana said, Dana said, I just didn't, you didn't want to mess it up in your two years. <laughs> I just want to take the ball and not mess it up and, you know, be ready to hand it off in another two years, hopefully in a better position than we are now. So I think it's so great because I hear you both say that. And what I find so funny about it is you're such humble people. You say, I just don't want to mess it up. But the truth yeah. is, is that you really, it's not that you don't mess it up. You actually want us to do more and be better and to serve everybody. So that heart for service and that desire that you see in our boards and our committees and in everyone who serves it, it inspires all of us and everybody to say, yeah, like, let's get excited about this. And I, you know, I know, Phil, when we had the record year in 2020, I, I heard some people say, oh, but that's going to go down in 2021. That's that's not going to stay. And here we are in 2022, and you're, you're spot on. Our league numbers are record levels. We're seeing more play in every category that we can imagine. And so I think I love where you're going with that. It's like, how do we keep it growing, right? We're growing. Let's yeah. keep it growing. Let's not just maintain the status quo and not screw it up. Let's make it even better, and let's grow even more. And I know... Um, it's just a, great to have you both in leadership roles um, and then just continue continue that record of success. So um, my last question, <laughs> which is for both of you, and I know you both have great answers to this. I've heard I've heard you talk about it many times, many times. For those who might be listening to this podcast who maybe aren't involved right now, so this is all new to them, what we do, who we are. Um, and they want to get more involved in the organization, what advice would each of you give to them now? And Phil, I'm going to start with you. Okay. Well, um, if you want to volunteer, reach out. There, There is the tennis aces on, on uh, or I'm sorry, volunteer aces on, on the web that you can go to. But, you know, that that's a great place to sign up. But go go out to a, a USTA event, talk to the people that are there, you know, talk to me, talk to anybody you see, the officials out there, whatever. There are ways of getting into this organization. Whatever you, whatever your passion is and what part of the game, there's a spot for you. Um, one of the things we are going to work on is, 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 you know, promoting and, and expanding the volunteer role you know, in the section. And, but uh, first we have to know that you want to do it. So get in touch mm -hmm. with us. And um, uh, I know, Laura, you have all the exact dot coms yeah. and all that with that. But, <laughs> but, you can but, reply to this podcast on the social medias. Yeah. We will find you. If you raise your hand, <laughs> someone <laughs> will find you and rope you in for sure. <laughs> and, and, and do it for the right reasons, you know, do if you're going to if you volunteer, try to do it for the right reasons, for the love of the game and and to help, you know, people in this game help. the There's helping 
kids. There's help in in Special Olympics. You know, there's there's you know, like I said, I always I keep saying officials. You know, we have a we have a need for officials. Then yeah. I like to think that officials, even though they get paid, it's kind of a volunteer position. <laughs> make a living off of, but it, with the stipend, but. Uh, there's so much out there and with tennis booming, we are going to need those humans mm-hmm. again for what we can do. And I can tell you if you volunteer and your heart's in the right spot, it will last. It'll be with you forever. Yeah. Dana, what do you have to add on that? I mean, part of it, I can share my own personal experience that I have my work life and I have certain skills there. But what I've loved about my volunteer life is that I've been able to use different, you know, skills or gifts, whatever you want to call them. And, and it's, and it's made me a better person. And I've so enjoyed getting like pushing the envelope a little bit of on myself um, and stretching me. But I also thought about my parents and I believe Phil has brought this up before as well. My parents used to come back from, USTA volunteer work, et cetera, and the friends that they made outside of their own realm of work or my mom's, you know, bridge buddies, it opens up a whole nother group of people that your path never would have crossed except for the organization. And you will make friends for a lifetime. And I love that aspect of it as well, that yes, it may stretch you personally, and then it's going to totally stretch your friendship group that you're going to have so many more good buddies and again back to what phil said and what we've talked about is we know it's a it's a sport that builds character there's no question about it and to share that with different generations um is fabulous and then also we can't shy away from the health aspect of the sport socially mentally physically and so to be able to serve uh that type um, of sport and you're going to make friends and you're going to stretch yourself. And again, it does change people's lives. I know we say that over and over, but it truly does, whether it's a brand new, older, more senior person doing love to learn, love to play for the first time, or again, introducing it to a child with, you know, on a red ball uh, court so, but trust me, our door is open. It is open, open, open. Please reach out to any of us, reach out to the organization and say, hey, I just want to give you my name and number and we will get the information to you. So uh, just come and join us. I love that. And, you know, it really warms my heart that we now have a new board member who two years ago, right around this time, reached out, sent an email and said, hi, here's my name. Here's where I live. How do I get involved? And here two years later, after going through our leadership academy and connecting with us on many levels, is now serving on our board. Mm -hmm. And so I think um, it's so wonderful that we have an organization that you know, it's so open to anybody. And like you all said, it does change lives. I know my mom's role in tennis has changed my life and my relationship with her. It's why I do what I do. And I know each of you, your families are so involved 
Um, you know, Phil, you've passed it on to your kids <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Dana, your daughter, your dad. So I think it's it's just it really is amazing. I can't emphasize enough how great it is to have people involved. So on that note, I want to thank both of you for being such inspiring leaders in our organization. And thank you for joining me on the podcast today to share a little bit of that love with our audience. Thank you, Laura, as always, for all you do. Yes, thank thank you, Laura, for the leadership you do. And uh, I so look forward to this meeting. Ready to celebrate, ready to celebrate. All right, for those of you who are listening to the audio-only version of this podcast, be sure to hop on over to USTA Florida's Facebook page or our Instagram or even our YouTube channel where you can see the full video version and leave your comments and questions. And as we mentioned in the podcast, for more information on how you can get involved in USTA Florida as a volunteer, please visit ustaflorida.com volunteer. And for all episodes of the Here to Serve podcast, including upcoming topics and dates, visit ustaflorida.com slash here to serve. Thanks for tuning in and have a wonderful rest of your day. <laughs>